When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Here we go. Here we go again. Now she's telling you. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you ain't gonna back me up. That's fucked up, Asante. You supposed to be singing with me and singing in the background. Hey, you just really not gonna back me up. I can't believe so you. Quiet. <laughs> Looking like that emoji and shit. You should, <laughs> y'all should see Asante right now. He looks literally like that, that emoji. With I wanted the to see how much the eyes it, and the mouth. See, I wanted to see if you know you were giving the solo how far you would go, though. <laughs> right, and it was a no no. <laughs> you decided on the low low on the low low, <laughs> and you were supposed to know though. <laughs> I'm mad Hold at all up. of this. Yeah, uh-huh. Welcome to the friend zone. We gonna get it popping like we in the king's throne. Yeah, this is a new song. Fuck with them other niggas because I'm down with my niggas. Got my friend and my dustin and we touch them other heads because we in the friend zone. We gotta get it going. Time to stop the track and get the show going. Oh, it's a freestyle. I know that's what it was. My name is D. Ross and I'm close to my cuz. Ends. You like how I split the word? I do it all the time. Nouns and verbs. <laughs> I got bars, man. What's up? Welcome everybody to the friend zone. You see that? You see like. <laughs> welcome to the friend zone. Uh, your 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 Take favorite podcast. Take a shot every time Dustin says "Welcome to the friend zone." Welcome to the friend zone. <laughs> your friendly podcast. Every week, we still would like to welcome you to the friend zone. <laughs> your favorite podcast that focuses on mental hygiene. Because who in the hell? Not only left the gate open, but wants a musty brain, right? Fran, how are you this week? <laughs> I am fantastic this week. Good. That's good to hear. Because yes. I'm going to need some of what you're giving over there to, to make me go through the show right now. Then what am I giving? Um, you know, sensual spirituality, <laughs> monochromatic sensual love. spirituality. Monochromatic love. Oh, you know what you're giving? Daily. Didn't he have a song, Monochromatic or something? Did you oh, ever? Oh, daily. Don Chromatic. Did you ever get into Daily? Of course. I love Daily. I told you I met him once. You did. You did tell me that. I do remember mm, that. Very sweet. I need to uh, revisit him. And Marsha Ambrosius. Ambro- Ambroke knees. Whatever y'all Ambroke. call her now. Especially since it's <laughs> Halloween. Remember they said she sounds like somebody's chasing her through a haunted house when she's singing. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no hocus pocus. I love her though. I love Floetry, Marsha Ambrosius. The name is just a lot. I think that's what the... Con- I think that's where the... the the disconnect happened because the talent is there. You know what I mean? The the notoriety is there. People know who she is, but that name is just a lot. Like Marsha is already harsh and then Ambrosius. Her voice is beautiful. Like maybe if Amazing. she would have been just Marsha, she could have gotten a little 
better, but Marsha Ambrosius. What's your favorite Floetry song? My favorite Floetry song? Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't have a favorite Floetry song. Like, I, there's a whole catalog of shit I like out there. But I do like when they did um, a Butterfly. Oh. Yeah. Like, that one is always going to be a really good pick. That song always feels good. For yeah. me, it's the live album, but they're, they're the live version of Sunshine mm-hmm. and the live version of Getting Late. Like, those two mm-hmm. are just... Oh, I haven't heard it. I oh, it's beautiful. It it's beautiful. But anyway, we're so happy to be here this week, and we hope that you guys are happy to be here with us as well. Did you welcome them, Dustin? Welcome to the friend zone. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we wanted to get into something a little interesting, uh, as if all the other weeks were uninteresting. I was just going to ask. (laughs) As opposed to what? (laughs) Look, y'all know I didn't take my special chocolate now. Um, uh, Body image and social media, you know, I think... Especially as it's getting cold outside, the selfie game's going to change a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's going to have some more layers on. And um, me personally, I've just, you know, been in the gym and I've lost some weight. I'm not asking, I'm not saying that for like applause or anything, so please hold. Um, no, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> um, and I, it made me think about some shit, like how people, they always ask me like, oh, are you losing weight because you, you're more visible now? Like, what are you doing? And, and literally, I just decided to make a commitment and I'm not committed to going to the gym. I just say, you know what? I'm going to see if I can make this change every now and then and just do it. And so I'm doing it. But people just kind of assume that you're doing it for the gram. Right. <laughs> like when like relationships. in the world. Yeah. Like, you know, how you were saying about relationships, how people we always put on for Instagram and shit. Like, I can't just, you know, want to work out for me to get my shit together. So then I thought about this, you know, um, body image and social media and how we make fun of Dustin, actually, for always putting up pictures of himself and shit. Now people love that shit. <laughs> so I thought this would be a really good uh, a sexy chest topic to, to talk about and dominate. <laughs> Y'all, my co-hosts. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what better way to kick this off than to read some comments from Dustin's IG? No, I'm just <laughs> You know what? You have lost so much weight. And I didn't even realize how much it was because I see you so often that I yeah. guess, you know, it just seems... Yeah, like, like I didn't, size. Even, but I then didn't I saw even realize. <laughs> I don't know who posted it. I couldn't remember, but someone posted a picture of you. I'm guessing from last year, maybe or yeah. a little longer than that. And it was like night and day. I was like, "Whoa, yeah. Asante really is lost." Somebody was weight. posting like some memories of when they were in New York and shit, maybe and I was like, was. "Oh, I remember that trip." And then I was like, "Damn, I do look different." Right? And I was like, "Damn, I didn't even realize." Like I was just kind of going with the go, and I was getting it done. Well, what changed? What exactly did you change? I don't know if you remember, but sometime last year, do you remember we were talking and you were talking about just like the fitness bug, how it just kind of like it clicks, like right. it's just like something day. inside you. Yeah, mm-hmm. just one day. So one day that, that kind of resonated with me. I was just kind of like, well, damn, when is it going to just click for me? Not even just losing weight, but just uh, dedicating myself to rearranging how I do my day. So I yeah. still haven't. I'm right now. I'm just like trying to do my week. Like I'll fit fitness in at least three times a week. If I can get it out three times a week, I've done a great job. Right. But eventually, I want to be able to do it. You know, every morning or you know three times every morning, get my day started and set up a certain way. So I was just like, I want to change something, and I changed it. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's dope, though, and it, it's something <laughs> that takes a lot of focus. Yeah, and it takes a lot of dedication, and I think that that is what's most intimidating for people when it comes to making changes in their fitness. You know, regimen. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, I got to clear my damn throat every week. <laughs> uh, 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 I got to clear mine, too. I'm over here struggling. <clears throat> right. Go we, ahead and let it out. We have <laughs> the, the, the segment. Can, we, can we take a pause for the clear your throat cause? <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway. Throat. 
man. I do. I think that the that the commitment and the routine of it is what is most intimidating to people. Um, everybody wants to look good, and everybody should want to be healthy. Um, but and I think that those are the two main motivating factors for people to really take their health and fitness seriously. Um, but you, it's something that you have to commit yourself to. Right. It's a lifestyle change, really. And so I think that that's what's intimidating to people. I know for, you know, me personally, I've always exercised to be healthy. And I like to have my shirts fit a certain way and shit. You know what I mean? And so that's what makes me work out. Now I'm making changes to actually really see, you know, definite changes in my body. There's certain areas I'm targeting. Now I'm getting more into the aesthetic of it. Like I want to look a certain way. So I'm tailoring my workouts to do that. Whereas before I just worked out to look, you know, good enough, you know, and Mm -hmm. be and and be healthy. My family has like high blood pressure and, you know, certain things, high Mm -hmm. cholesterol, things that I have to combat you know, every day. And so that's why I worked out. But now I, I really have a desire to look a certain way. And I know it's going to take more focus and more determination than I've ever, you know, had to implement in my fitness re- regime, regime, my fitness regime. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fran is laughing. Fran is laughing. Fran is we, laughing. She mad to look. never get <laughs> But yeah, and so I think that that's what's so hard for most people. Also, it's great that you brought up social media because we are constantly bombarded with images, right? Yeah. Instagram is such a visual platform, and it's really the most popular of them all right now. So everybody wants to have a certain look. This waist trainer shit is oh, the most God. ridiculous God. thing I've ever heard of. And, in the, my life. and the body wraps. Oh, the body wraps. The body wrap. What the hell is that? I don't like, even know if I have the energy. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like some saran wrap. Is it like coated with stuff? Or are you supposed to rub some stuff on you? I and saw then you wrap yourself that looked in like it. Or? You, had, you put an ace bandage all the way around yeah. your goddamn torso. Yeah, you supposed to like, like sweat it out or some yeah, shit. Yeah, what the hell is that? I like, don't fucking know. I don't know, but I know that the motivation behind it is what I think deserves a deeper look. Right? I think that that the people's desire to to look a certain way and take the easy route the to get there yeah, yeah you know what i mean like those skinny tees and the detox tees all that stuff just work out i mean i i know that there's benefits to, i'm sure to using all of those things and if right. you do the research i'm sure that the evidence is there but to me it's it's more so about the motivation this podcast is focused on mental hygiene so i think it'd be great to discuss the motivation behind that behind right. getting there why do you want to rush to look a certain way as opposed to I like okay to me I've always um I've always believed that looking good was like a side benefit of exercise mm-hmm. right and the point of exercise to me has been to have a healthy body right you know and to live for as long as you possibly can looking good has been a side benefit but there's so many people now in this age of social media in this age of everything being visual and motivated you know by how you look and that determining your access or opportunity sometimes, I think that that's why people are so just hell-bent on taking the quick fix and putting on a waist, tying yeah. shoelaces around their goddamn waist or whatever they're doing, <laughs> you know, to, to, just, to look good fast. And just the whole, like, age of instant gratification. Like, you mm-hmm. instantly see that photo, so you instantly want to change. So you think you can instantly get this waist trainer that'll instantly slim you down. It's like we on just... On Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, exactly. With some instant noodles. No, I'm <laughs> Like, it's just always some shit that people think that they can have right now. Like, people don't realize, even when you live your 
life that everything's a process. Like when you grow, that's why you you have to live so long. You know, you go through a lot of shit in a lot of different stages. So weight like weight loss is a stage. Mental shit is a stage. Like, you know, school is a stage. Work is a stage. Life is all a stage. Like we're all going through these different stages and we don't realize how long it's going to take us to get there because we're so worried about the instant how we can get there right now so yeah and what what i've noticed with most uh people is that they will go for these quick fixes the teas and the trainers and and they don't realize that uh it's a very specific personality type too like ten it's people that tend to just binge with Mm. things Mm -hmm. and then they fall off and they're on to the next thing and it's like you have to at some point stop yourself and be like why has fitness been such a a trouble spot for me all these years where I jump from one trend to the next and I'm not seeing any real results you know you have to start thinking that you're just not finding the right way that works for you because fitness is very customized it's Mm -hmm. not something that which is why like I have I love fitness gurus on Instagram because it's really inspiring like a lot of the women you see their workout routines and you're just like wow like that's amazing right. you know like manko fit uh follow the leader like those are all my favorites but then there's also that thing that you have to realize that number one your body's not their body mm-hmm. and you're not going to respond to workouts the same way they would you know you need to eat things for your body mm-hmm. type for your health i mean also that's another thing most people don't eat in a way that their workouts you know will even show results right because they you can't go and eat whatever you want and then go work out for 30 minutes and think that your body's going to actually create any change, you know? So I think Instagram is amazing for inspiration, but it also, I think pushes people, like you said, to want that quick fix and it makes them not really do the proper research. They kind of just follow along with what the gurus post. And that's something that I actually was a big struggle for me because uh, when I first started writing, fitness was a big part of my brand. Um, I had never, I was athletic in high school. I played a lot of sports, um, but then college, I just drank and partied. <laughs> <laughs> As you were supposed to. Right. right. It, it didn't exactly translate over. Um, but then uh, when I was like in my early 20s, I just always genetically had a nice body. So I was kind of like not really into working out. I just always felt like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> you know, if I started getting a little pudgy, I would just like up my water intake, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd be fine. But then I got sick with the kidney complication, which I know for a huge fact was stress-based, but also dietary, mm-hmm. you know. I was obviously eating a lot of acidic foods, um, especially being an island woman. That's mm-hmm. a lot of acidic food. <laughs> <laughs> so my kidney couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So working out for me was a life or death situation. It wasn't like, you know, I just decided one day, like, oh, I just want to have a better life. Like, I had to do it. I had to eliminate meat. I had to create a lifestyle that allowed my digestive system to work with more ease. Mm -hmm. And that's why I had to start. I literally started really slowly. And that's what I tell people. That's why it stuck with me because I didn't go to the gym and work out for three hours (laughs) the first day, which most people do, and then fall off, you know, a month later. I went for walks. I started really slow. I was also really sick, so I couldn't walk too well. But I was like going for walks to get my legs back, you know. Then from walks, that turned into, oh, let me walk half a mile. And then I'd, like, time it and everything. And then I was like, well, let me see if I can walk it a little bit faster. Just that simple, just timing yourself. 
and pushing yourself to pass the time that you did before. Just that simple. And then from that, I got motivated. Well, let me run mm-hmm. this half mile. I wonder if I can do it. Once I mastered running the half mile, then I just increased it until a whole full mile. And then I just kept doing that. And by the end of the year, mind you, this is a year, I was able to run all of Central Park, which was six miles around. Mm. Wow. But that's how slowly I took it, though. I wasn't in competition with anyone. You know, this wasn't a thing where I was like online, like, oh, let me see. It was like, I'm going to do what my body is gravitating towards naturally. And I just kind of went with that. And that's how my fitness, you know, life began. But then being online, I almost turned into a caricature of myself because Mm. then I had to uphold this lifestyle. And I started going harder because people would see me on the street like, oh, you motivate me and your body and, you know, your health story. So I was at the gym going hard, (laughs) like (laughs) lifting all these weights, started going to the treadmill. Suddenly I was visible and suddenly my fitness became bigger than how I was feeling and more so about how people were feeling about how I was Mm. feeling. So I messed myself up. (laughs) And then I started feeling injured. I started getting knee problems and shoulder problems and still working out trying to get through the pain. That's when I was one day, I was just like, yo. Fuck this. This is awful. (laughs) You don't even feel good. You look amazing, but you don't feel good. So what's the point? If you, and I was like depressed after a while because I hated going to the gym because it just felt painful. I felt like I was hurting myself to uphold this image. So I just stopped one day. I took a break. I took like I'd say two, three weeks off to just kind of regroup my mind. And then I decided I'm not going to be at the gym every day. You know, I like my weekends to hang out with my friends and stuff right. and just be social. And then I just go to the gym during the week. And I don't stay for like two hours. I just go and get my cardio in, Mm -hmm. you know, or when it's nice out, I'll go for my bike rides, go for a run, walks, like just making it more of a lifestyle. For me now, fitness is a lifestyle and about staying consistent. Absolutely. As opposed to, you know, this image in my head of what my body has to look like. As long as I'm doing something every day or like you said, three to four times a week, staying consistent. I feel good. I'm happy. Right. right now, it's all about, does Fran feel good doing this? And that's what I stick to. And the benefits of, of of that consistency that you spoke of are so plentiful. There's something to be said about the connection between your mental health and your physical well-being. Yeah. Absolutely. When you force yourself to be consistent and you know that it's going to be a process that is going to be lengthy in time. Like you said, you gave yourself a year, and within a year you went from walking a half mile casually, casually. to running six, six. miles around mm-hmm. Central Park. So when you give yourself that amount of time and you build up your stamina, both physically as well as it's mentally, stick. absolutely right. And though that then transcends into other areas of other areas of your life, yeah, it's easier for you to be focused on something that takes more time or takes more effort when you've already literally conditioned your mind to be able to work that way. So the benefits are just endless. Um, and the importance of knowing your your reason for taking on this new journey of being fit, both physically and mentally, are so, it's, it's, just, it's just something that deserves a lot of attention. Right. Um, and it needs to be sincere in its nature. I think that when you're motivated by superficial things or motivated by things that are really not as important as you may think they are, that's when you set yourself up for failure. Right. But when you really try to like dedicate yourself to this and dedicate yourself to changing your life, 
Yeah. And you and you you stay focused on the fact that this is about being healthy as opposed to being fine. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that you'll have more success in staying committed to the idea of 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 workout regime. Yeah, workout <laughs> regime. <laughs> yeah. And for me that's like that's the biggest thing like I want to be able to maintain that consistency as far as like going to the gym because I feel like it'll discipline me for be able for planning out my day and I'll be able to like run a business and do shit like that on my own because I've maintained that discipline simply from working out. It like, starts to transcend yeah. all things in your life. Yep. And I don't have health insurance. So it's like, you know, the best thing for me to do is to, you know, work out and make sure that I'm keeping myself conditioned properly because at the end of the day, I only have myself to rely on, you know, so our why body's... You, why, I'm sorry. Why do you think it's so important to people to look, you know, to just... Why do you think people are so hell-bent on looking a certain way. acceptable, right, to others that they'll take drastic measures such as using a waist trainer, which I'm sure can't be the most healthy thing to do. You know what I mean? When you're talking about literally shifting your fucking internal organs around, <laughs> right. like... That can't be cool. So why do you think that it's that important to people to look, you know, acceptable to others that they'll take drastic measures like that and literally risk their own health and well-being in the process? I, I mean, you got to think about it. As soon as you're born and able to watch TV, you're bombarded daily mm -hmm. with images of these perfect like snatched waists and thighs and everything you know mm -hmm. airbrush and it's like you turn on the tv that's what you see you go look at the magazine that's what you see you get on the train it's an ad on the train <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's like how can you not feel this desire to look a certain way when you're constantly pressured visually it's like a visual assault you know and then uh you see the celebrities that you love they all look a certain way like how many celebrities do you see that are on tv with their bellies or like cellulite thighs like you don't you don't see that right. <laughs> and then the bigger artists that are bigger usually they shoot them from the shoulders up or something on the video. <laughs> you know there's always some trickery to not present body types and options to the masses you know because they want this pressure and it's really and then of course social media doesn't help because <laughs> all these women are getting the surgeries which i have you know i don't have anything against people who do surgery if you want to do it because it makes you happy then go Absolutely. ahead and do that but it is hard when now everyone has the same body online yeah huge breasts huge ass huge hips huge, huge legs weave. huge weave little waist and then these little girls are coming up watching this you know and trying to get these unattainable bodies that these women didn't even really attain <laughs> like you know and then the magazine photoshop these women don't even look like this in their real life. Just to you know? keep up with the Joneses. So it's really, really difficult, you know. And I'm actually, I, I'm fascinated to ask you about to ask you guys about the gay community because I always hear that the men are. It's like so hardcore for your men to be fit, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm curious, like, why do you think the pressure? Why do you think it's so much pressure? And do you think it's more pressure than a heterosexual? community or no because it always seems like it's such a topic of conversation i, I don't i don't necessarily think that <clears throat> it is a difference in the amount of pressure mm -hmm. i think it's a guy issue um it feels good and it, fe it just speaking honestly yeah you know it feels good and it strokes your male ego 
to be sexy. Mm -hmm. It feels good to be desired by other people and it feels good to be noticed in that way. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's all the motivation you need to go in there and push those weights up. You know what I mean? Every damn day. Right. And, and, and once you start seeing changes in your body, once you're able to wear different types of clothing that, you know, you weren't able to wear before, it just feels good. And, you take issue with that somewhat because you feel like, okay, am I being superficial? Am I betraying, you know, my own quest to, to be honest and, and, and live my life, you know, in a way that is without, you know, vanity and all these other things that I know are not the greatest traits to have. Right. But I think that it's okay to enjoy people thinking that you're sexy. Right. It's a great feeling. And so that's all the motivation that you need. Now, when you start talking about the difference between gay guys and straight guys within the gay community, <clears throat> just in the nature of, you know, the beast, you are you're not burdened down, you know, for the most part, you're not burdened down with the responsibilities that some heterosexual men may have, i.e. children, um, families at home, you know, things like that. You have more time to devote to things like your look. Because you, it's just really all about you until you start, you know, until you get into a relationship maybe and you adopt children or whatever. You have the time to be selfish in a good way. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so that's why there are so many gay men, especially in a city like New York, you know, who have the time to just devote to their look. And it feels great, you know, for you to be among the number sometimes you know <laughs> that actually gone. look like I mean, you know, it just, it's just it's it's fun. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 also I think that it's cool to have friends who you can go to the gym and work out with and you guys can spend that time, you know, doing something that's beneficial to your health to together. Yeah, definitely. You know, you have the side benefit of looking good in the process. That doesn't mean that there are, you know, other people who don't do that who are less attractive. It just means that that is something that you do. Just that simple. So now what was your question again? Can you give it to me one more time? I just I noticed the. The gay men that I'm friends with, they always say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm fat or I don't work out. Like, that's why I don't, that's why I'm not chosen. <laughs> and I just wonder, <laughs> so I always wonder, is the is it just that that's more of like an ongoing joke or is it really that serious? Like, is the pressure really that big in the gay community? What do you think, Asante? Um, I feel like there is that pressure there. For me personally, I don't. I'm not really affected by a lot of other things and other people. Like, I'm always in my own world, you know? Right. But I have, like, noticed that there is that whole thing, like, where people are like, oh... Like, there will always be the whole, like, no fast, no films thing in the gay community. Like Clarify it's just, that for the people that aren't familiar with So that. if you are not familiar with no fats, no fems, like, if you're gay, pretty much nobody wants you if you're fat or if you're feminine. Like, people put that on their profiles oh, and wow, shit. Oh, wow, what? Like, I mean, not everybody, no, but there's, but like, like, still a, a pretty, sentiment. like, yeah, it's still wow. a pretty large thing. And, you know, a lot of that has, I think we had a conversation about, like, you know, um, just men and their insecurities and guys not growing up with dads and that whole shebang. Like there's just all of these layers that factor into male insecurity. Mm -hmm. And part of it is just, you know, might just be ego needing to be stroked or tons of different things. But every time I think about your question, that's why I have to ask you it again. I'm thinking to myself like, damn, like I know that there are so many people I always hear. They're like, oh, nobody wants to look at me because I'm this way or I'm that way. And I'm sure that people don't look at, you know, me or anybody or certain people because of a certain way. But 
I think it's just different strokes for different folks. So, Absolutely. And you I, know, I, I, I agree. It's different strokes for different folks. And I hate the fact that sometimes people are vilified for having a preference. You know, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there's one specific type of person, of man or woman that's beautiful. But damn it, if you don't, if you're not attracted to something, you're just not attracted to it. And there's no way you're going to make that work. So, So, although certain people may not be attracted to other types of people, there are communities of people that are attracted to that type. Attraction, it's just, it's just a human nature. It's just something. And then within attraction, you have preference. I've never downed anyone for having a preference so it kind of like irks me when people when people act as if it's wrong for someone to say i'm not attracted to to this i personally would take it i personally take it as you know i think it's something like thank you for letting me know ahead of time (laughs) right that this ain't for you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so we don't have to waste no no one's time is wasted (laughs) and i and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I just hate that that, yeah, that we guys actually get should, a bad rap. We might for, need to put a put a pin in this because this would be like a good a topic for like, yeah, like let's I, go I, there. I th- yeah, you want you wanted to go there now? Let's go there right now. Yeah. Okay. What's up? What's next? What's I just the- hate the fact that guys sometimes and even women sometimes it just people in general get a bad rap. Like how you brought up no fats, no films, quote unquote. Right. Damn it! If you don't like fats and films, you know what I mean. And no offense to anyone, but if that's not what you like. It's okay. And if you happen to be someone that fought, like, prime example, me, right? I have a big head, okay? (laughs) A lot of people are not attracted to guys with big-ass, bald heads, right? (laughs) Right? I'm not mad. Like, if you tell me, you know, no big heads, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, that's fucked up. You know, everybody's beautiful and you should be attracted to, you should be. No. Right. Like, if that's not your thing, that's just not your thing. And it's okay. I don't think people should be apologetic about having a preference of what they're attracted to. I think it's just all in delivery, though. Like, there's always been a big disconnect as far as, you know, I'll just go, I'll just be as grand to say people and communication, you know, as opposed to just saying this isn't something I'm not interested in, blah, blah, blah. Like, not to say you have to hold everybody's fucking hand through every stage of life, but if you're just going to say, oh, no fast, no fems, like, I can see how that can be upsetting. But at the same time, like you said, like, we're not trying to waste nobody's time here. So if that's not for you, then it's not going to work. Like, and there's no reason to be mad. You just got to be okay and move on to the next one because otherwise you're wasting more time. I do my best. I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, friend. Go ahead. I do my best to be in the moment with everything, right? Especially when it comes to my perceptions and my emotions and the way that I react to things. So even in a moment where I have like an insecurity, right, and I feel it surfacing, I check myself. So... We can talk about the delivery. We can talk about whatever. But if I was on the end of that, whatever it was, fats, films, skinnies, masculines, whatever. Big you know heads. What I'm, big heads, big feet, <laughs> you know, cricket teeth, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even though I think that it's human nature to be, you know, immediately, you know, uncomfortable with that, I would check myself in the moment. I do rather check myself in the moment like, but you know what, Dustin? they're completely entitled to their to their their preference mm-hmm. they're completely entitled to their feelings and why am i affected by that you know and it, and in my quest to do the work like we always talk about i make sure that i'm grounded in my feelings i don't i i, I work hard to not be to not have like my self-worth and my 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 self-image defined by what's desirable to other people 
You know, I mm-hmm. I, I I work hard on myself. I, I work hard like Shekinah. <laughs> I work hard on myself. Shekinah from the Tiny and uh, Shekinah show and everybody. Yeah. But I work hard on myself to not be that guy. I don't ever want to make anyone uncomfortable for being themselves. I believe that people tell on themselves that easily like and and you cannot you can't be anyone but who you are you just have to work on being better or being your best self so in that moment it would be great if if most people would take a you know take that moment to say hey okay but that's their thing and it's okay for them to feel that way but sometimes i wonder about preferences too like where do they stem from exactly because Mm -hmm. for example when i was younger i never I was always thick, my body, I just always was very grown, but I never felt a way about it because all the women in my family were thick and the men in my community living in Harlem, they loved it. Mm -hmm. So I never walked around feeling, you know, insecure or any of these things. Then I got to a white private school and that's when all the, ooh, ghetto booty and, you know, people telling me, right, telling me I was like big and fat and, you know, the white girls, they had a different body ideal, you know, so I didn't fit in at all. Here I come with my big legs and my big ass and my big hips, and it was just like, whoa. So I that's when I started feeling, I won't say insecure, because, you know, my life had just been too rich with security up until then, so <laughs> right. it didn't really affect me in that way. Yeah. But I did see, I did start hearing the conversations with men kind of being like, no, I would never, like, sleep with someone that big or that mm-hmm. body type you know i like my girl skinny with a thigh gap this that and the other long story short then you have j-lo kim kardashian beyonce the new wave of body in the on, on in the celebrity mm-hmm. world you know so now suddenly you see white girls and all women of all races dying for these asses mm-hmm. <laughs> and these thighs and these hips where they're actually getting them done you yes. know i've had women stop me on the train asking me who my doctor was because it looks so real and i'm just like wow like this is nuts this would never have happened to me five ten years ago you know oh, man. right to the contrary it would be people staring wondering if it was real but now it's like girl where'd you get it done you know and so now i'm noticing men like different body types now i even see white men looking at me differently on the train you know so that's why i wonder is your preference really your preference or is it based on what your mind and visuals are being assaulted with on a daily basis where you just kind of become conditioned to like certain types because that's all you see. Right. You know, so that's why when it comes to people being like, I don't like fat people, I don't like this. I'm like, are you sure? Or is it that you're worried about the people around you wondering why you would choose that? And again, that goes back to doing the work. Right. Making sure that your your preferences are rooted in, in truth. In actual attraction. And not influenced by what you're bombarded with in the media. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so again, it's just funny how all these all this stuff Yeah, is this connected. is like a really big thing. Again, <laughs> how you said, you know, you didn't fit in when you were at that school with those girls who had more slender body types yeah, who weren't more, as curvy as yeah, you. Yeah, they were athletic and tiny, petite, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like do you not fit in or do you stand out? It's right. all about perception. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a critical place like that, adolescence, you know, where you're really, you know, starting to insecure, learn, insecure and yeah. learning how to be comfortable with your body, it mm-hmm. would be a great benefit to have someone in your ear like, baby girl, 
what you got, trust me. Like, right. give it time. You're going <laughs> to love it, and everybody else is too. Right. And the fact that you're different from them makes you cool. Right. Like yeah. that communication, you know what I mean? And and that's why, again, I say it's so important to take advantage of every opportunity you have to pass on whatever knowledge and wisdom you have to younger people. Right. It's so important because you could talk to that same girl right now, you know what I mean, who's going through know. that and let yeah. her know, like, baby, Hold on. Right. Because once some jeans. Okay. Once some jeans start fitting, <laughs> hey, look. And you know, and I and I hate to be uh cliche and sound cheesy, but you know when they always say like real beauty is from the inside and True. I and that that quote, I know, I know, we hear it all the time. <laughs> but hear me out. I can truly, truly say that since doing all of my work, meaning uh my spiritual work and uh, figuring out my diet, things that I can eat to make me feel better and look better and just change my vibration, uh, the way I take care of my skin, my hair, like all those elements combined, which creates a holistic life. Um, I can truly say that I feel like I look better than ever, Yeah, even with That's my so weight gain. Dope. Yeah, because I have I've gained 25 pounds, so my body has really changed a lot. And Asante's over here nodding. Because that shit look good, right? You, you <laughs> sitting up here talking about 25 pounds. I'm like, well, you took damn, the words out because, like, friend, you're fine. If, if that's what 25 pounds, yeah, but, like, I want but mine you have back. to understand that I was, you know, I was a lot smaller. I was really cut up, and I was really athletic. So mm, now yeah. this fuller body is a mental shift for me too, you know, because it's like when I put on my jeans now, it's like a different person, <laughs> you know, and my outfits is just a different vibe that my body has now. So that took a bit of adjustment, you know what I mean, and. It could very well continue to shift because my workouts are going to continue to shift. You know, I don't know. I don't stick to any one lifestyle. But what I was saying is that I can truly say that I feel really good. I feel comfortable even being bigger, even with my workouts not being as hardcore. Um, and I feel like I just have a natural glow now that when I walk into a room, people don't care whether I weigh 120 or 155. And it's that's my what vibe. it's all about. Yeah, my energy and my vibe speak before I do. That's and what that, it's all about. Yeah, and I've noticed mm. that. I can truly say. That's what I want. Right. Then now, like, when i even walking past people in the street, I'm not the most beautiful girl in the world. But yes, I, you are. But, it's <laughs> but people will still turn. And I know that 95% of the time it has nothing to do with my looks, but it's just an air that I yeah. carry, yeah. you know, that people feel. In the, the words of Lanethia Big Teeth Leaves, oh when I walk in the room, I, I own, own it. it. That's what it's about. So I tell people That's all, all the time when it comes to men, sexy beats cute any day. Oh, It's all about charisma. It is. I'm serious. It's all about charisma. You know what I mean? And and and, and truly just being grounded in and who you are. And just a good person yeah. with good energy. Yeah. Good, you know, like that, that will change the temperature in a room when Damn you walk right. in. Because now Nowadays, everyone is, is so similar and mm -hmm. conversation is so, you know, when you walk into places. <laughs> you can tell immediately. You can tell immediately a person that is self-assured as opposed to a person who is you insecure. Mm -hmm. You can tell immediately. They can, it can be the most, and it's so relative today, right? Because we are in this age of social media, which I hate even saying social media. But <laughs> in this age thing. of social media, like, we see these pictures of people, P 
people become what's called Instagram famous or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you meet them in person and they're just and they're so awkward, right? Empty. So that like, to me is actually we need to put a pin in that because that's a whole other episode. It is. <laughs> it is. But like you can yeah. as opposed to being in that same room with that person and then you see somebody across the room that just embodies just confidence mm-hmm. charisma energy doesn't lie i'm telling you instantly they get your attention you grab the coolest clothes yep the coolest hair and it don't mean shit and it don't mean nothing <laughs> once you open your mouth so i just think that 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 it just speaks to the importance of really knowing getting doing the work that it takes to get to know yourself which is not an easy process right which is not a comfortable process it's going to be a lot of ugly moments yeah and finding your own beauty but it's a necessary process and knowing that what you present to the world should have nothing to do with what you're seeing if you're seeing it that means it's already there absolutely so, you know be okay with you having a different perspective whether it's your body type not everyone's supposed to have a snatch waist with a big ass like come right. on you know like mm-hmm. why are we all trying to look the same you know i've seen women that are thicker and big and small and whatever and i'm like and they still kill it with their outfits on the train yeah. especially in new york you know and i'm just like i wish women just felt this way just being comfortable with who they are as they are, you know, it's but it's just it. hard because everyone on Instagram looks the same. It's kind of crazy. It's just about exposure to me. Right. And that's one of the things that I'm most grateful about moving when it about when it comes to my move to New York City, just being I'm from the Midwest. And so being exposed here in New York to so many different cultures, yeah. so many different styles and living in an environment where people feel free enough to express themselves through their dress through their 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 whatever the fuck you know what i mean just doing what the hell they want to do it makes you appreciate the beauty in in all of the people that you see and it changes your idea of what beauty is so grateful for that you're right that is true being surrounded by so many different cultures definitely changes your it does yeah so speaking of changes Let's change into uh, another <laughs> segment of our show. Into some wellness today. So, mm-hmm. of course, I always get inspired by the hot button issue. Oh, and Lord. <laughs> so you're not going to tell me how to cure this cough from this week? <laughs> no, right, we do have we do have to have a, a winter segment. We'll probably do that next week. It's warmer this week, so we can let that go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, what inspired me from this conversation and even just from the workshop that I had last weekend in Maryland just the idea of holistic living. And I think it's something that uh, most people usually pick the one thing, whether it's I'm just going to be fit because I have to lose this weight, you know, but they don't look at their life, like Dustin said, as a whole to make sure that there's harmony in all the elements that make you you, you know. So I think the wellness segment for this week should be you sitting and trying to dissect all the different parts that, will make you the most beautiful you possible, as, as cheesy as that sounds, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> right. So let like I want you to sit and dissect all the different parts. Like what is your skincare routine? You know, what because a lot of women are fought, getting bamboozled on Instagram with all these boutiques that are selling serums and oils and this and that. And, and it's like Yeah, and face masks. And you got to really be careful with <laughs> the things that you get yourself into online. I saw somebody put Nutella on their damn face. And I said, <laughs> now this is getting crazy. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. They didn't get that from my site. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest thing you put on your face for a mask? Whoa. 
Asante. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> protein. Protein. <laughs> My mom just totally just turned. <laughs> Look, I was, I was going to try to pass it on by. I was like, oh. Boy. I'm not going to do anything <laughs> but laugh because it's always me, right? So I'm just laughing this week. <laughs> no, I kid. I kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an angel. So I think you should. <laughs> In disguise. <laughs> What's your skincare routine? Let's start from there. Let's start from your skin. You know, go on my channel. Check out the oil cleansing method, which I think is an awesome method. Um, I have videos on it where you use almond oil. You know, like really start breaking down the things that you want to change and trying to find the healthiest way to do that instead of these quick fixes. You know, I promise you, you want clear skin. In my video, I show you how to clean your face with almond oil and then using um cucumber aloe vera witch hazel which is amazing for giving you like an even complexion and then you put the almond oil back on and those three steps will give you amazingly clear skin it's something worth trying like i said it's on my channel you if your hair is an issue are you natural is it perm relax you know like find these things to start attacking the things that you want to change and really take your time with them and understanding your hair type you know natural hair there's so many youtubers that can give you awesome do-it-yourself affordable information you want to change your body type okay i understand the fitness gurus on instagram are inspiring but stand in front of the mirror naked you know that's what i always tell people stand there completely naked and instead of beating yourself up you know, admire the things in your body that you actually do like and the things that you feel could be better. Try to divide, like create a plan that will help you get there. You know, there's so many YouTube channels. I love Blogilates. There's a YouTube channel called Yoga with Adrian. You can go on my site on HeyFriendHey.com. There's a whole fitness section broken mm-hmm. down by the body parts. There's apps. There's an app called Swork It. S-W-O-R-K-I-T that I suggest you download because it breaks down a workout for you based on how much time you have and which body part you're trying to focus on. That is so cool. And it's amazing because it's for the person that has a lot going on. Maybe you only have 10 minutes today, but at least dedicate those 10 minutes to your ass if that's what you want to work on. Yeah, download Swerk It. I think it's the best app for the modern person, you know, that's usually on the go. You know, there are things that you can do. Like, it, it. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves because, like we said, we want the overnight results, the instant gratification. But I really think, you know, you should sit down. You know, I'm going to say about the journal and, <laughs> and, and break it into lists based on, okay, what is it that I want to improve about myself? Skin, hair, my body, the books that I'm reading. We're constantly talking about books. We've actually said that we were considering creating some sort of a friend zone book club so that we can stay on top of the books that we've mentioned and maybe create some kind of list where you guys can share them and talk about them, discuss them. You know, like the things that you want to improve sit with them right now if you have time today this week this weekend and really start dissecting all the different elements that you think will take you to the top of your game you know and really devise a plan to do that and and forget the internet for a second don't like forget what the instagram models that you look at look like we're talking about you your body type your skin type your hair type how the state of your mind, you know, and let's start breaking down all those different sections until you get to the point where you're just happy. Because right now, 
I'm so happy. Like my skin is healthy. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> you know, I'm eating because they're light. Right. <laughs> I'm eating well. My hair is healthy. Like I'm just so happy. But it's because I've taken the time to break down all the different elements that will give me the most harmony with myself. And now it's easier. It's almost easier to deal with. You know, I don't have as I many. I don't get sick. I don't have these skin problems because I've put the effort in the long-term effort in to fix everything I needed to fix. And a wonderful change has come over. A change, Absolutely. a change. <laughs> a wonderful change. Is, oh, that's it. Oh. That's the oh. gospel moment. <laughs> that's the gospel reference of the oh, week. God. Yes. You see how it just comes to I, me? God just Won't he do it? You. So <clears throat> here's your research for this week, oh, you guys. <laughs> Go on YouTube and look up Oprah's Legends Ball. And look up changed right at Oprah's Legends Ball, which was a great event that she had. What was that back in like 2005? Maybe it was. Oh, wow. It was. It was, it was years ago. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize. it was like a three-day event where Oprah honored um, women who had been inspirational in 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 culture and in entertainment, whatever. And so there were legends and there were youngins. The legends were honored at this event. It was a three-day event. On Sunday, she had a gospel brunch where all these people, you know, sat on her beautiful lawn on her property in California and they were entertained by gospel singers. Well, of course, when you have an audience full of music legends like Patti LaBelle, Gladys Knight, Roberta Flack, um, Valerie Simpson, Dionne Warwick. Yes. Of course, what did they do? They started passing the damn mic around and they were singing (laughs) Changed by Tremaine Hawkins. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Just go on YouTube, look up Oprah's Legends Ball, and watch uh, the clip from the Gospel Brunch, and we'll talk about it next week. (laughs) Also, speaking of inspiration, and it's so funny you mentioned about looking in the mirror and really breaking down your appearance. I was inspired by the film Bessie when Queen Latifah sat in front of that mirror and she took her bra. Queen Latifah, (laughs) Queen Latifah was Bessie Smith, and she sat in front of that mirror with her titties out and everything else, and she just looked. And Asante sent us the screen capture over and over and <laughs> over again in our phones. Be Bessie. Let your titties out in front of that mirror and be just Bessie. just get it. Free Bessie's titties. Free, be Bessie. Be Bessie and let your Bessie your Bessie breasts out <laughs> in front of that mirror and find your inspiration just like Queen Latifah did with the titties out in Bessie. Be your be your Bessie self and let your titties hang out. <laughs> YouTube that. Right. So that's the wellness segment, you guys. <laughs> we somehow ended it with Bessie's titties. Hello. <laughs> and now on to my favorite part of the show. Are we doing an icebreaker? Will you guys all give me five dollars? No? No. Hell okay. no. Nah. <laughs> that was not the icebreaker, Asante. I go to Dunkin' Donuts and get my culotta after that. Yo, $5. and you know what? I thought there was a Dunkin' Donuts over there. So I planned It's one right there. I know over there, which I didn't realize, so I got upstairs, but I was like, Oh, I'm about to get off at Dunkin' Donuts uh, and get me a culotta and then I was like, Fran, will you drink culottas with us? No, she's not. She won't do it, it's too bad. And we just got through talking shit about being healthy and listening to Oh, I'm still having a culotta. Look, that's the reason I feel like it's majority ice, right? So that qualifies for like my water intake personally. <laughs> ice is water, right? Just cold water. You see? Oh, and they do say that you're supposed to have like milk after a workout. You know, a glass of milk, the calcium helps and stuff. So there's calcium in the culotta too. Well, depending on what flavor you get. 
French they vanilla. used to have these lemonade ones. Oh my god! Oh, you getting that the, was, was years ago though. I oh, get, but they do the Arnold Palmer one, which is actually really Isn't good. Isn't it too cold to be drinking coolados? Probably. 60, it's sixty three today. Oof. Right. That's, min- that's winter. Today. In March, when it's sixty three, we'd be pulling out shorts and tank tops and shit. It's it's hot outside today. Okay. It's sixty three. It's getting hot outside. But now we like, Spoiled. where's the fur? <laughs> so, um, I didn't pick out an icebreaker. As per our topic, I was thinking, um, maybe we can just name a time that we were rejected. Ooh. Just talk about a time you were rejected. Rejected by like a anyway, it, or any if it was like a an body image issue, or if it was just something you felt like, um, like okay, so a time that I was rejected. Uh, oh no! I was gonna talk about my auditions. That's not good. Well, that's where I was gonna go. With I mean, it. that's where I was gonna go. But I, I okay. So I'm gonna say it, but I just can't say no names. One of the reasons that I moved to New York actually was because of rejection. Um, I was auditioning for um, a company, and it was like my third time auditioning. And every time I auditioned, um, I went to performing arts high school. I had an idea of how everything worked, so in my head, I just knew it all. But anyway, I never got any notes back from at the end of any of my auditions, and it was from casting directors that I was connected to, kind of. So I figured I would at least get some notes or some shit. The last audition that I had, I was told that the role that I read for after I'd all done all of like two minutes of reading, um, this role was already given to someone else, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, why would I read for a role that someone else has already been given?" And they were like, oh, well, maybe we were going to consider changing it for you, but you didn't do a good job. So I, I didn't, you know, shit didn't work out. I moved to New York. Why years later, one of the other casting directors I met in the room, like, they look at me now and they like, it's a good thing that you didn't even get that. Because, like, the production on that particular thing didn't even work out. Which is not to say it was a good thing, but it was like, well, good thing. Yes, I it is. It. That's what they get with their yeah. punk ass. Fuck Go you ahead. guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the time I was rejected. I just was continuously rejected to that audition. But auditions, you always get rejected. It was just that they didn't, it wasn't beneficial. So I was starting to break down a little bit. But I'm glad that it didn't, it Aww. didn't hurt me. It didn't hold me. It didn't hold you back. Yeah, that's right. See, for me, like, like with my approach, I guess, when it comes to like dating and stuff, because I'm so aggressive. I really don't create a space or an opportunity for rejection. I just go for it. You know what I mean? And, and it, I just keep it moving so fast that, you know, before you know it, whatever. So, um, <laughs> but as an actor, moving here to New York City and getting my feet wet in, a, in an industry that I knew nothing about, that thickened and toughened up my skin so fast because you're in a cast, you're in a room in an audition and they tell you, okay. And, and I get typecast a lot. And so I'll go into an audition room and it'll be me and three other guys. And I'll be like, OK, everybody take their shirts off, you know, and you're literally standing there being judged based on how you look compared oh to other people. Not just whether or not they like how you look, but how you look compared to these three guys standing next to you. And you have to learn and you do learn very quickly not to take that personally and also mm-hmm. not to take it home. Right. So I had to learn how to just leave all of that in the audition room forget about the audition and if I get a call back I get it but initially that 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 transition period was hard for me because I'm like what in the hell you mean him and not me and and what this ain't good enough you know standing there like Bessie you know my shirt off what you mean this ain't good enough you know but I had to learn really fast and so I'm actually grateful for that because it, it makes you it just makes you much much more um concerned about 
what really matters most as opposed to superficial things you learn very quickly how to prioritize you know what matters to you right so what about you friend Mm, rejection i'm trying to think um there was never a time in the universe set you up for a rejection because you always got your stone (laughs) no i mean of course no i'm just but i'm trying to think which one was like which one stands out for you yeah um, I mean, obviously, men. Obviously, you know. yeah. yeah, that's always gonna be a thing. But I think maybe I think growing up, um, which is funny because depending on depending on who's talking about you, most people, well, people understand. What I mean, to the average person, I'm a light skinned girl, right? Mm-hmm. But on my mother's side of the family i'm mm, actually dark skinned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which mm-hmm. is so weird for some people to understand that i can be dark skinned to someone yep. but i am and i am dark skinned with bad hair mm-hmm. you know to my mom's side of the family so <laughs> which is That's so crazy isn't that so, it's so funny you really it depends on what community you are in so, but then I go online on YouTube and I'm classified as this light skinned girl with quote unquote good hair, which is a whole other conversation because what is good hair? But right. so, but in my mom's side, I'm dark skinned with bad hair. So, growing up, obviously, I was always like, you know, the ugly duckling black sheep. Everyone what? had like this long, straight hair and like really light skin. And then here I was with this hair that no one knew what to do with. You know, and and me being darker and even in family pictures, I just always felt weird, you know, and I've always kind of that's why um, when people ask me, like, why are you so Afrocentric? You know, and it's like when I was little, I gravitated towards it because I always felt so left out that I started just reading more books about like where I came from. And that's when I started kind of I guess what made me feel better about myself was really researching where I came from culturally, not that we know like what country, but you know what I mean? Like just understanding Africa and the cultures and trying to imagine like, man, what part did I come from? You know, and just kind of going beyond my family's rejection of my looks and me and just kind of just accepting my mixture and just kind of being proud of it. And that's why I am so Afrocentric even to this day where, you know, whether Dominican community who i think is opening up a little bit more to natural hair and and brown women and black women and accepting their blackness not everyone but at least a little bit um i'm proud that i have created a brand that represents the black women you know in latino communities in in dr and pr and i'm also part haitian so it's just like you know that to me that rejection in a way uh was helpful for me isn't it funny how that works out and now you're one of the finest women walking on the earth <laughs> Man, like, and you real. literally will get compensated <laughs> right. to be a to face be of am, a brand which yeah. is amazing because now my family members see what i've done with my looks i guess yeah quote unquote. hell yeah <laughs> and for them it's like bugged out because they i really was just like the odd you know the odd one out i love those stories so crazy i love those stories right but the average person wouldn't think that they would just think oh she's just another light-skinned curly-haired girl on instagram wow. yeah. so that's my rejection story that's dope 
I think it's so dope to sit up here with you guys and like share these perspectives so people can kind of hear, you know, maybe they're going through some shit where they think and they sitting up here ugly because they were rejected about right. something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that, <laughs> she said they sitting up here ugly. Yeah, no, <laughs> thinking that they're ugly because of this one right, person, right. you know, like right. it just takes that one or two or hell, even the whole fucking whole assault <laughs> to, you know, make you feel a certain way when all this time you might just be in some uncharted territory, you know. Just sitting there cooking. Okay. Just waiting on your, just waiting on your timer to go off, baby. Like, <laughs> Like the scene is just still brushing them ashes off. Okay. The, the diamond brushing that coal off, okay? The <laughs> once, that, once that thermometer pops, ding! <laughs> Stick a fork in it, baby. She's done. Baddest bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now's the, the fun part. Oh, yeah. We have reached the Asking for a Friend segment where we are going to answer some questions that you guys have decided to send in to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Again, if you would like to send in questions, icebreakers, comments, concerns, anything that you'd like, the email is thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Okay, so I I don't mind reading the questions this week. Good, good. I don't mind. It's great practice. I think you should read as much as you can, just so that you can. Read, R-E-A-D, read. Sleeve, S-L-E-E-V-E, sleeve. What's your name, Window, color purple, window. Beloved. (laughs) Right. B. B. <laughs> Let me tell you something, damn it. That I was through with Beloved when that damn dog was flying around the room. I was oh. like, oh, you know what? Let me... <laughs> Let me get my shit and get on up out of here. You know I don't play when it comes to all that, 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 that supernatural bullshit. A damn dog flying around the room and somebody bleeding on the porch Nigga, and all read that. read the question. Beloved. No. I was like, hell no. And I read the book. I was I was prepared, so I thought. But seeing it and reading it was two different things. So I got the hell on up out of there. For those that know me, I'm telling you, those that know me, y'all know. I can't even watch. I'm grown. I'm grown the long way. Three times seven plus. And I still can't watch the thriller video, you know, comfortably. Yo, let's get high Something as about fuck. that laugh and, and, and... We should get high as fuck and do some shit. Watch some shit we ain't watched them before. So it's something about that laugh and the thriller video. I just still to this day, I can't. And you know what else used to scare me? Listeners, tell me if you guys remember this. Oh right, tag, tag, t- write us on Twitter or wherever you can. Right, let me know if you remember Twitter. this. There used to be, um, there used to be a little thing that they played on TV, like during the commercial breaks of TV shows, called "You Make the Call." Do you remember "You Make the Call," friend? They would be like, "It's ten seconds left in the game." He throws the pass to such and such. And what happens? You make the call. You had to wait for the commercial break to be over to find out what happened. You know, like if the pass was made or whatever. It used to scare the shit out of me. Just like a Detroit thing. Mm. It was just. It was on TV. I don't know. Maybe, but I remember it. Because I don't remember. I used to to the the waiting period, like waiting on that commercial to come back. I used to just really be like, I'm on edge. Like I feel like someone's gonna get me and get my (laughs) legs in the meantime. You know what I mean? Like I used to be scared. Anyway. So, this week, now that we got that shit out the way, <laughs> this week, our first email is titled Trifling Ass Boyfriend with a period. Yes, You're trifling. <laughs> Good for nothing type of brub. Let's just stop because you know where it's going to lead. Let's just stop. When times get hard, he's doing that. Help me out. Instead, a scrub like you who don't know what a. Can you? Anyway. So the email reads, hey, guys, I'm 24 and my boyfriend is 30. I'm a healthcare professional and my boyfriend is an educator at our local state university. We've been together for two years and we now live together. 
in my eyes, everything is going great. However, we are both cancers, which means that we have very emotional and sensitive characteristics. My boyfriend feels as if I don't spend enough time with him and I spend more time with my friends, which is true. I love him and he's been nothing but great in our relationship, but I feel that it is getting very stagnant. He knows that I'm a fine ass 24 year old black man with the world ahead of him. And I feel like he just can't handle that. Every now and again, I get on the Grinder app looking for some fun and, of course, some new friends. He knows fine black men are my weakness, and so I just happen to come across one this weekend. What? Now, it's not hard for me to get chose out here in these streets. This is just... It's not hard for what? me to get chose out here in these streets, but it is hard... I blame you for picking this. I, <laughs> but look, it is hard... It is hard to find a young, fine-ass nigga, especially in this dry-ass area of California. Monterey specifically. My question to you guys is this. Do you think I should pursue other things and relationships because of my age and the fact that I do have so much more out here to see and do than to be laying up with a 30-year-old who only has Medicare ahead of him? Or should I let him know how I truly feel? Sincerely, hot in the boots. P.S. You guys are amazing. Asante, your advice is brilliant. Fran, thank you for your Zen ideas to help us all become in tune with ourselves. Dustin, even when you're not being ratchet, you still have some great things to say and great life lessons to give. We love the show. Thank you. Thank you, I guess. Well, thank you, hot in the boots. I'm a little confused because I guess your question is, should you remain in this relationship or should you be pursuant of these opportunities that you feel you have to do otherwise? Um, And the confusion for me sets in because you said in the beginning that in your eyes, everything is going great. But towards the end of your letter, you closed out with, you know, should you go out and pursue other opportunities or be laying up with a 30 year old who only has Medicare ahead of them? Because he knows you a fine ass 24 year old. The messaging for me is a little unclear so instead of focusing on that i'll just focus on you know whether you should be pursuant of what you feel like is out there for you i think that's a crossroads that people um arrive at frequently when it uncommonly i should say when it comes to being in a long-term relationship um the desire is to to know what else is out there you know the whole grass is greener thing Mm -hmm. it's real and so sometimes you have to literally Pull out your friend journal, <laughs> write down the pros and cons, the benefits, the reasons. Just re, just revisit the reasons why you're even in this relationship. Revisit the things that you love and like about this person. And also, don't be afraid to confront the things that you don't like and don't love about this person. Write it down. Sometimes when you look at things visually it becomes easier for you to make decisions. And so write down the pros and the cons of being in this relationship. And based on that, um, kind of entertain the idea of moving on or staying and what that really means for you. What do you guys have? Well, I think the fact that you are even uh, questioning whether you should go out there and explore means that's exactly what you should do. Because right. I think when I'm with someone, I am so into them. It doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have eyes and no one else is attractive or awesome or amazing. Right. Like obviously, that doesn't stop. You still like other people. But um, if I start questioning whether I should go explore that, then that means I should go explore that. You know, I, I, I think clearly there's something missing for you because otherwise these thoughts wouldn't necessarily come to your mind. At least not, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, I won't say that because it still is human to, you know, like, 
be curious about being. I agree with you though. Yeah. I think it's beyond just natural curiosity. Yeah, right. the way it was worded. It's, right. It's 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 human to be curious about other people, even when you're in a relationship. But I think the fact that you're questioning it to this degree, right? And even just the tone that you're taking about him being thirty and Medicaid, yeah. like that doesn't sound like someone that you're thrilled right. about. Because <laughs> if someone was describing my 30 plus year old self and saying you know i'm with her old ass <laughs> right just the other person you Medicaid. with i'd be right. like whoa you don't have to be here <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's so i think you know it doesn't really sound like you like him unless i'm yeah. misunderstanding the tone <laughs> yeah no like that's what i was getting too because it was just like my boyfriend feels like i don't spend enough time with him and then i don't it was just like well you know, these are little things you could be changing if you really cared that much. But yeah. not to say that you just don't care. I'm sure that you guys handle however you, you know, do things the way you do them. But you just whole... sound like you're somewhere you don't want to be. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of the feel I get. I, don't I think know. you I, I honestly don't want to be too vague, but I think you already know the answer to your question, honestly, because yeah. the way that you paint in this picture you already know what you want to do because yeah, when you, no, you when like you ask fun. i'm sorry and i'm really not poking fun of you i just was taken aback when you were like do you guys think i should pursue other things and relationships because of my age and the fact that i have so much more out there to see and do than to be laying up with a 30 year old who has medicare ahead of him <laughs> it's like god damn like yeah. like you don't make any of that sound like enticing at all i wouldn't i don't want you to be there but at the same time you know it might not be something wrong with the other person or with yourself you just really need to sit down have that conversation figure out you know what's going on and go about your way the way you need to go about it yeah find someone who excites you because you don't sound like that's what's happening okay i'm not excited for you <laughs> and it's okay to be tired of a situation right it's okay to outgrow a relationship oh, yeah. you know it's okay for your your tastes to change absolutely there's guilt attached to that when you have been with someone for a long time because you feel obligated to make sure that they're okay yeah and to be responsible with them emotionally but we're constantly evolving yeah you can't feel bad for outgrowing someone or or being interested in other people you know it happens it's all about the way that you go about ending the relationship you know you you have dignity for your memories you know you have reverence for the time that you spent together and just respect for them in general. You know, you leave the relationship with some dignity. Yeah, it's like the, was it the last episode? No, the episode before last where we were discussing relationships and allowing them to be what they're going to be. Yeah. Moments, phases, seasons. It's all bringing you to the next evolution. Yeah. So I think maybe you've, your time has come. It's time <laughs> to roll time. over Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to keep it moving. Cause. What's Ooh. the next one? Okay. <laughs> Our next email is titled, Is My Friendship Over? Hi, friends. I've been very close, damn near best friends with my friend since freshman year in college, 2007, actually. We talk about everything, shop, bring in the new year, travel, and everything else that besties are known to do. But for the past couple years, I feel that she has slowly been coming for me, quote unquote. Before I got into my last relationship, she questioned me as to why my now ex was so smitten with me along with her best guy friend that I met, who was also and still is interested in dating me. When she questioned my ability to have a dude love me without having sex with him, I always questioned to myself, why doesn't she think that anyone would truly be interested in me beyond sex? Mm. I let that go because I thought I was overanalyzing it. She then started questioning the plans I have for the future, making me think that my future would never actually prosper. She then got upset with me because she felt that I was judging her about her choices in men. 
I told her, I'm not your yes man, and I will tell you the truth. Well, last winter, we went to the N.O. I love New Orleans. Oh Sidebar, it's too. one of my favorite it's places the, in, the on shit. earth. <laughs> Moving on. We went to the N.O. for another friend's birthday. It was a free trip paid for by the birthday girl. Ew. The entire trip, my friend was acting like it was her birthday. We waited on her. She didn't sit next to us in some bars. She walked alone, either leaving us pur- either leaving us or purposely walking slow behind us and just being a total brat in general the entire trip. So, of course, being the friend that I am, I told her about herself. And, of course, she was in disagreement. I feel that she still heard about that because she came for me the last time by going to an AA meeting for people who lived with alcoholics. parentheses research for a class and placing me as the alcoholic (laughs) i have never been addicted to alcohol we had a long discussion that got nowhere she was replying back to text days later not answering or returning calls well i got an invitation to a friend's wedding from college and she was going to be my plus one she was all excited about going to the wedding texting me for the address a week prior a few days after not responding to my text at all. Well, a few days before the wedding, I prayed about it and then uninvited her to the wedding by sending a hefty text. I told her that I didn't want it to be awkward and I felt that she was allowing our friendship to deteriorate purposely. She replied back to that, stating that she would rather talk. The wedding was on April 20th and she called me during my nap before the fight night. So I didn't answer back and haven't called back. We both told each other happy birthday in June and did not talk in between there. I'm tired of being the one who always calls first and makes the first move. So I'm at a standstill. I don't know if I should call her or just accept that our friendship is over. Help me, please. Mm. Call her. Yeah, it all sounds petty to me, just being honest. I don't even know what happened, but... (laughs) I know being the bigger person is very tiring, but if you want to get the results, you can't really just sit and wait for it to come to you. I say call her. You especially, know you want to. You, yeah. wrote, you wrote into us because you want to, so you should do it. And especially now that so much time has passed by, you know, there's been a lot of time for the dust to settle. Mm-hmm. And either, you know, you I feel like you've kind of worked through some of the stuff, so you'll be able to just talk it out. And hopefully your friend will have been in a place to where they've changed a little bit or, you know, you can receive each other better now. But definitely call. Yeah, the fact that you wrote in to me shows that emotionally there's a thread there. Because when I don't care about someone, I'm definitely not going to be seeking out advice on what I should do. They just won't even be a thought, really, you know. Yeah. But the fact that you are this concerned, call it, man, and just be like, dude, and and. Be like, what are we doing? <laughs> what yeah. happened to us? You know, yep. just because maybe she was going through some shit. And that's why off. she's been acting up. Yeah, or... and it could also have nothing to do with you, yep. which is a, a good point. I think the fact that you're looking at this long term, right, and in the in the boundaries of do are we friends or not, as opposed to focusing on an incident in particular that pissed you off, I think that means that the friendship that is valued more to you than just something that you can just throw away. You know, it'd be different if something happened and you were so your letter to us was about several small incidents Mm -hmm. as opposed to, hey, here's what happened. And I don't know what to do to get past this incident. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're looking at it, you know, overall means to me that it's worth the work to try to fix it or even initiating the conversation with her to just kind of see what's up and letting her know. You know, hey, I value our friendship. I know we've had some rocky points. I really want to move forward. What's up? What can we do? 
I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah, communication fixes everything. Yeah, but it's just really petty to me, like all of it. Yeah, how'd y'all even get there? (laughs) Any church announcements? Can I just make note that that she said the wedding was on 420? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) So for church announcements, if you are listening to the show... On on no. on its release date of October seventh, and you're in the New York City area. I will be partnering with Fanbros again for their super cool celebration of Super Week, and I will be a judge on the cosplay crossplay. Hey, that's so dope. And I, I was thinking about dressing up, but um, I, I'm not coming up with my costume. I wanted to do like a black Hey Arnold. Like, oh, like if Hey Arnold was black, I was gonna like split my fro down and get like a little baby ass hat or some Ooh. shit pinned in there. Why can't but you I, do I can't that? find the. I want a particular flannel. I I'm, I still Go might. I still Etsy. got time. I don't got time. It's tomorrow. Oh, well, yeah, today, you know. whenever y'all listen to this, or it was weeks ago, whenever you listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my church announcement. Do you guys have church announcements, friend? You on tour right now? You got any? No, I'm actually wrapping up some of my campaigns. So these next couple weeks are gonna be calm for me. Finally, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I get to rest. And for those of you who follow me on YouTube, I promise you, I'm gonna get more videos up. I just haven't been able to, but Ooh, so we can coming. come over and you're gonna make us hot chocolate from scratch. No, but more videos will be up. <laughs> Dustin, do you have any church announcements? Um, are you guest starring on uh, Empire this week? Oh or my god! Are you going to be on Watch What Happens Live as the bartender? <laughs> or no, not yet. I have a couple of really cool speaking engagements coming up. Um, okay. I'm speaking on a panel called Kiss and Tell, um, and I'll give you guys specific dates as it, as it draws near. Um, about love and relationships. It's a really cool panel coming up. And then also in November, I'm speaking at NYU um, on a panel about uh, blacks in media and entertainment. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, in our view. So I'll keep you guys posted on that in the days dope. and times and all that good stuff. Treat your mamas right, y'all. Call your mama. You know, <laughs> be nice to the moms. person that you, you, you're messing around with. Be nice to them, too. Just try to be better in general. Absolutely. I think that's what we need to take away from this. A- absolutely. Every situation counts. You always have a portion. Even when people do the most horrible, heinous things to you, you still have an opportunity to influence the outcome of every situation. And always be the bigger person. Always. I know it's tiring, yeah. but always be the bigger person. And yeah. always tip. Always, always tip, tip. at always least twenty percent. At, at least twenty percent. I'm not going to get into my whole tipping thing right now, but I feel like I should say that. Still oh, tipping on four fours. Listen, friend zone life hacks. Tipping karma is real though. There's this fish spot. Oh, I got to take you to the fish spot. It's okay. right next to the Dunkin' Donuts we always go to. Um, <laughs> I I realize every time I go there, I go there once a week, and I always leave like a dollar or two in the jar, like I have like an exponentially better week. Like, it's like, oh, you left $2 on Tuesday, so the rest of your week is blessed. $2 Tuesday. At the fish and shrimp spa. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next week. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last.